Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James and happy to be back on this uh, lovely episode that we're going to present to you today. Uh, today I'm going to talk about the uh, undeniable power of the arcade uh, Microsoft Game Showcase, um, why shooters are so hard, and also what's the deal with spoilers online and how to possibly avoid them. Um, starting off with the power of the arcade. Now, it's really funny because arcades are something that, you know, with great pride are part of my history. It's a part of how I grew up. Um, but I understand that in this current time, a lot of people may turn their head and not understand, uh, in full context, what, what it means to have an arcade around or what it was like to be in an arcade. I mean, yes, there are the, you know, you definitely have places that kind of emulate the feeling of an arcade, but nothing is quite like what arcades were back then. So how were arcades back then? Right. So I remember, you know, when I was younger that, you know, the arcade was really the nucleus of gaming culture it was the place that you went uh when you wanted to play the newest games you know it wasn't always at home because what it was as far as home and the arcade was that you know your home games were usually a translation of those arcade games now you know be it for the gaming industry to become wiser and understand the potential of making more money by bringing either the, you know, equal to or far superior experience at home. Um, you know, the arcades have become obsolete, but it's not so much that I would argue or I would say that, you know, arcades not existing now is a is a bad thing. It's just, you know, th there are parts of the arcade experience that you can't replicate at home in a vice in a vice versa way. You know, uh, you know, one of the one of the huge things about being in an arcade, like an actual arcade, is the camaraderie and the community. Again, uh, you know, you, you went and this was a place where you could, you know, between you know, your favorite game or some game you haven't played before, you could meet so many different people. And this was also a place to learn because, listen, I, you know, like I, I still remember my first Mortal Kombat, you know, uh, fight. I still remember. Actually, that that's actually a really funny uh, part of the explanation. So when I first played Mortal Kombat and we're talking Mortal Kombat one, like the original Mortal Kombat, right? Um, what are we like 11 in now? Like that, that should tell you how, how old I am and how long ago arcades were. Um, but I remember, you know, uh, pumping a few quarters into the game because one, I was completely blown away by the technology at the time. Like it was something that you had never seen. It was, you know, uh, digitized, uh, uh, human, you know, characters and, you know, and they were emulating the fighting like how you saw in the other fighting games. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I remember it, it's not so much about like the fatalities, because I know people will say, oh, I remember the first time I saw, you know, Raiden 
pop Kano's head or this or that. No, you know, it was really just about the level of excitement that the game brought. And like when you were on a roll, you know, you got the crowds around you and it was a really good feeling, you know, to just have like a, a partial spotlight for even a second. And, um, you know, I, I still remember, like, I, I didn't know a lick about the game. I didn't know anything about moves or this or that. But again, going into the camaraderie in the community, I just had somebody just say, hey, you know, since you're playing with that character, if you win and you do this at when it says, you know, finish him, you you know, you'll do, you'll do a move. And so that was like the way that I learned it. It had nothing to do with like a magazine a little bit of it had to do with, you know, uh, schoolyard talk. But outside of that, it was always the the anticipation that I had to go back to the arcade so I could learn something new every day. And that was that that used to be awesome. And, you know, one of the one of the things that I feel like the lack of an arcade has brought <clears throat> is when we think about how we play games now. Right. A lot of games that we play are played online. So we've we've broadened our horizons as far as who we play with um, and and in a lot of ways how we play. But, you know, I, I think that the instantaneous connectivity to the world can also be a detriment because at the end of the day, who do you really know? Because I remember, again, going back to the days of arcades where, you know, you could walk into an arcade and you pretty much knew the faces that you were going to see day in and day out, you know, depending on how often you went. Um, but you never really know the people that you play online. Now, does that matter today? Not really. But I think for, you know, people who really uh enjoy like the connectivity of of a game like like uh let's say dark souls right this dark souls is a game um that i thoroughly enjoy playing but i enjoy playing dark souls unlike many who like to go through it solo i like to do the campaign with somebody by my side it's just you know the way that i think about um how i enjoy the game altogether. It's just like, look, I, I take it, you know, if they give me the ability to have somebody there, I will definitely take that option. And I had gotten to a point with Dark Souls and this was very unique, you know, because I, I would have never figured that I would be able to do this. But I got to a point where I, you know, I could call on to the same people, you know. Now, a lot of that has to do with like the password protection and, you know, them knowing your password and whatever. But that gave me a feeling of like yesteryear and the arcade. It's like the familiarity. It feels better than than the random, you know, um, the the random occurrence, because, you know, even even in in essence, you know, you think about, you know, hooking up to a random player, whether you're playing a street fighter game or any online fighter or anything that has something where people come in and go out. You don't build a connection with people. And that's that's the one thing that I feel like is the biggest drawback of of the evolution of video games is that we're 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 more connected, but we're disconnected, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I you know, I, I think about this all the time 
And I just think about the vast amount of individuals that I run across, but how many I don't even know. Right. And it, it, it kind of sucks, really. I mean, I, I don't you know, I don't feel um, as you know, I don't feel as engaged in in the gaming community from the level of how I play with others, you know, in the respect of many games. And again, there are some games where I can find that that connectivity, but it's few and far between, man. Like they like people just they don't even build games like that, you know, to take advantage of the relationships that you could build with people, you know. And and I think a lot of and this this is something that not not so much discouraging, but it's something that does kind of rack on my brain. It's like a lot of multiplayer games developers build and they build it with the with the notion that you can play with your friends. And it's like, well, how many of us have like that many friends that we can play with? You know, if you play with a squad like, OK, I, I get a squad shooter, right? Like maybe I get a game that has like about four to four to six people on one squad. Right. I can't name six people that I could sit with at the same time and actually take advantage of a game like that, like that probably isn't going to be the best case scenario and it's probably not going to be something that I'm going to be able to take advantage of right on the spot so like you know I I don't know like um usually I count usually I count on um you know I count on the randomness of you know of the world and how you know how available someone is you know just to kind of fill in those voids but Again, it just it doesn't feel the same way like when you were playing Turtles or playing, you know, X-Men or playing The Simpsons, you know, with three of your other buddies. You know what I mean? When you were even if you were just playing, you know, if you remember the game uh, Terminator 2, uh, the, the, the gun shooter. Right. Um, or House of the Dead, you know, like the the camaraderie is different. You know, I'm quicker to watch their back and what's going on on their side of the screen than anybody else that I would play with in a game like Call of Duty. And that's weird to say, but it's my truth. You know, like that's that's kind of how I take it. And I, I, you know, like when I think about it, could arcades ever exist? You know, like again, in that in that way, uh, they could, but they wouldn't be as effective because really, I mean, I believe that we have have fostered um you know this this uh feeling of being at home and being comfortable with our gaming you know in our own confine and 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 that's just become the norm and i don't think that if they built arcades even to the standard of current generation consoles i don't think people would really go out to go and make that experience i just don't and it, and it's kind of sad cuz again you know how often are we really making those connections? I mean, that was a part of why arcades existed and now they've become obsolete. So in turn, you know, community, you know, true community has become obsolete as well. So I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, something, something I thought about, something I've been thinking about and I've just been like, man, I just really miss arcades. And it's for those reasons, just man there, you know, there you like, you can't, you know, you can get on a street fighter or mortal Kombat. And you can whip tails all day, but there's nothing like whooping somebody's tail and 
having, you know, 25 people just standing there watching and, you know, and, and here here's the other part. Here's the other part that I really miss about, you know, arcades and the personability that it brought. You know, you there there was a level of sportsmanship, if you will. Right. Like you couldn't look somebody in the face and say, you know, like, you know, get beat. And then they say, good game. And you say, F you. You know, like you wouldn't do it. You would not do it. Not not in, not in that not in that time, because one you you'd have you'd have to really show who you truly are, how you truly feel in front of everybody. And B, you you run your you run the risk of of an immediate consequence. Maybe somebody will punch you in the face if you told them, screw you and, and you know, you're nothing but a punk or whatever. You know, do people get upset? in public spaces like that now yes of course i see it all the time you know when you know you got the tournaments and people get up and they want to shake their hand and they just kind of go the other way like yeah things happen but i think the level of anonymity online gives people an emboldened feeling that they don't have to respect the person that they played and that's just and and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're totally wrong. You know, I say GG every time. And it's like, yeah, but you got <clears throat> you have more people that are that are willing to gloat in a very unhealthy manner in a way that just kind of uh, it, it's a, it's a very braggadocious way where it where, again, if you were in my face, you wouldn't do that. And that and that 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 to me is huge. And that's usually the way I'm walking away from a lot of games. I'm every time like when I walk away from a game, if it's something where I've gone, you know, with an opposition and they and they, you know, they're victorious. I respect the victory, you know, because obviously I didn't do enough of my job in order to win. But for you to go about your business and, you know, and, uh, you know, over you I I don't even know how to say it but you know if, if you over celebrate then yes I am pretty pretty uh pumped up and pretty mad so uh you know it is what it is and hopefully one day people will you know uh go to a local arcade if they could find one cuz they do still exist and I mean a lot of them still exist for you know a time before when I you know when arcades and some kind of pay homage to the entire history of of arcade of you know standing arcades and i think that if you got one around you you should go you should experience it um i know they do traveling conventions um i don't have the name of any but you know you look them up and and man arcades are awesome and i know that arcades are making like well cabinets are making a resurgence because you know um walmart and a lot of online marketers have been uh, selling uh, cabinets and people have been filling up their homes with these cabinets. <clears throat> now, I think that's all cool, but I would much rather. And, and this is just for um, the intent to do something beyond myself. I would much rather restore a cabinet that I was fond of as a kid. Like if I could go out and spend the money to get an X-Men cabinet, <clears throat> and restore the soundboards and the motherboard and get everything back to working order, you know, to just have it there for free play and just have people come into my home and say, oh my goodness, 
I remember that as a kid, like that would feel good. Like it, it'll be cool to say like, oh yeah, I went to, I went to Walmart and got this for 199, but to say like, I bought this and I rebuilt it and it is as good as it was when it was first built, like bar none, that would be the best. I, I kind of want to also do, I, I've seen them online. People have built uh main machines. So like emulators and you know, they have like, basically like every single arcade game on the freaking on the freaking uh uh arcade cabinet and i think those are kind of cool but you know there there's just just something about the nostalgia of having like actual cabinets dedicated to particular games so maybe one day i'll get into that um so swinging right along um this this past week uh we had on the 23rd we had the uh microsoft game showcase now I'm not going into the whole thing. Right. Um, you know, I did it for the Sony showcase and it was only because I was because I am a, a Sony fan firstly. Um, but I don't negate the importance of Microsoft and what they bring to the to the gaming culture. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they don't they don't make good games like no, they make great games. Um, but I think that it's their direction for me that, you know, that mostly concerns the reason why I don't pick up their products. Now, um, I observed it from the beginning all the way to the end. And I'm going to say, look, there was a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff, right? Um, You know, Halo looked amazing. I don't care for all the banter online and all of the uh, comparison with uh, screenshots and this and that. It looked great for what they, for what they're attempting to do. And what they're going to bring to the table, it looks like it's going in the best direction for its fans. Uh, for me, somebody who I like me, I haven't played a lot of Halo. If you've asked if you asked me what Halo did you play and beat? It was the first one. I played a little bit of the second one and that was probably about it. But I recognize the importance and the significance of that franchise. Right. And they're they're doing a good thing. It looks it looks like it plays really good and I'd be excited to get that in my hands. I would be truly excited to get a chance to play that Halo. Um, yeah, they, they Now, one thing they did show, well, actually a few things they showed that uh, really got me excited. One was Grounded, um, which is a game by Obsidian, which I'm not even going to go into detail on what the game is. Just go look it up because it is looking like it's going to be a really fun game and it's going to be totally different than what we expect from anybody else. And I'm highly excited about that. Um, They also showed what has gotten a lot of people stirred up, but for me, I'm just kind of taking the backseat. They showed uh, their commitment to developing a brand new um, first person uh, role playing game. And it's called Avowed. And people are just losing their mind over this game. And it's so funny because the trailer, it, it you know, it's a cinematic and it kind of shows, you know, um, I guess you would say the middle of a battle or something, but you don't see any protagonist per se. And it ends with, you know, the first person view of of someone making a uh, what would be a majestic sign. Um, to cast a spell and then a sword with uh, illuminating glyphs 
And yeah, that all looked cool. But I, I, you know, like that's not enough for me to say, oh, my gosh, that's going to be a Elder Scrolls killer. You know, like I've I've seen it online already. And it's like I haven't I haven't seen enough of, of not even I haven't even seen enough of Elder Scrolls six. You know, but I'm I would bank that Elder Scrolls six is going to be a heck of a game. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to undersell Obsidian's ability to make a great uh, role playing game. So I'm definitely uh, polling for them to, you know, uh, come through with a very, uh, a very robust experience. And I and I know they will. And I think that that's one of the bigger um things that Microsoft has done that has been a an absolute plus for them because they they acquire a lot of studios and it's usually to the detriment of the actual studio because you you know they'll probably get swallowed up and then you you, you know you you either never hear from them again or they get um you know they get liquidated into other projects and you know and some just get outright canceled and it's just really weird but you know, I believe that Obsidian is going to solidify uh, Microsoft as a company to produce some of the best uh, role playing games. And it's going to come at a, at a level where it's like if you want to play, you know, Avowed, you're only going to be able to play it here. So that is definitely something that's going to shift the balance of how I'm viewing this uh, this this next gaming generation, because, yeah, I'm going to go out and pick up a PlayStation five, but I don't know, man. Avowed comes out, and if it looks really good, I just might have to go and put some money down and get me a Series X. So we'll see. Um, they also showed uh, Fable, um, uh, which they didn't really show any anything. Again, it I I'm not upset with what I saw from Microsoft, but it was just a lot of it was a lot of reveal without anything to reveal if that mean if that makes any sense it's like they basically just lifted a curtain where there was just this big marquee that basically said fable and you you know you get excited and you know that it's coming down the pipeline so um yeah it's cool it's cool it's gonna it's go basically they're making the commitment to bring the franchise back um this is going to be without lionhead studios without peter molyneux um, which I hope that they bring him on as an advisor in some capacity, because I mean, this is uh, a game that, you know, he, he made and it would, it would only be right. I, at least I think so. Some people think that he's a burden on to the, on the series he creates because he's over ambitious, but I think he's a visionary. Um, I think that when he does have the ability to execute, um, he does marvelous things. And I think that it would it would benefit them that for for, uh, you know, him to come on board and just kind of say, like, this should look like this. This should be like that. You know, and of course, they can override anything that doesn't go in the direction that they don't want it to. So, you know, um, they also uh, they also, I, I guess you want to say, revealed um, a, a small trailer of, of State of Decay uh, three, which the moment I saw it, I knew that that's what it was because when because in the trailer they show um, a survivalist, uh, it's a young woman, and uh, she's kind of on her own doing her thing, and she's lighting a fire, and it's snowing, and uh, you know a wolf comes onto her, and she growls because she wants this wolf to get away, and uh, she looks very distraught and just kind of you know you know overburdened in a way. And then uh, you get, you know, the 
rest of the of the trailer, which I'll just let people go and look at. But, you know, I knew I was like, oh, yeah, that's this is State of Decay because she's by herself. This kind of looked like Walking Dead and the only Walking Dead type game you're going to get on Xbox was State of Decay. Um, I played the original State of Decay. I didn't play two, um, but it's a fun uh, type of game. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the first one. I'm pretty sure I would have enjoyed the second and I look forward to the third. I mean, I just want to, I, I, you know, like most people, I want to see more about, you know, what what direction they're going with as far as um, executing the third game. Um, but my my big takeaway from the entire uh, show was absolutely the trailer for Stalker 2. Uh, Stalker was one of my first PC games that I'd ever bought. Um, when I started, you know, playing PC games as opposed to playing consoles. And um, I just remember being totally in love with that game. Uh, didn't understand much about, you know, uh, the context, but I just thought it was super unique and very fun to play. And Stalker 2 has been such a long time, you know, in waiting. I mean, we've had, you know, fan creations, uh, fan created sequels with the original engine on PC and you know people have kind of you know expanded the story in their own right but this is what I've been waiting for like I've been waiting for this for a super long time and it's really crazy because I remember actively watching this trailer and I knew it was Stalker like I, I know that sounds weird you're probably thinking James you think you know everything no it's just there are little snippets here and there where I can just kind of connect dots a little quicker and I kind of get it. So like I was looking at that trailer and I saw the first point of the desolate, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the surrounding the area. And um, it's crazy. Cause I got, like I saw the Ferris wheel and I just, saw, I was like, this looks so familiar. And then I just said, this looks like Chernobyl. And the moment I said Chernobyl in my head, I was like, there's no other game that means anything to Chernobyl than Stalker. And I said, this is a Stalker. Um, this is a Stalker reveal. And I confirmed it when I saw the breathing apparatus because they show you the protagonist from the back. And you can see a tube that's leading from a breathing apparatus from like a backpack up towards the front of the character. And he turns to face you or she uh, turns to face you. I said, yep, absolutely stalker. And when and when they put the splash screen up, I mean, I just about lost it. Um, not because I thought I knew what the game was, but because I'm excited for some stalker. It's it's a man. Look, you guys have played a lot of post-apocalyptic games, um, but nothing is like stalker. Nothing. And I am super excited for people to experience it. Now, I don't know if it's going to be exclusive to the um series x if it is that's a cool thing for them to have that's definitely another shift in the balance um but if it's on other systems then that would be benefit beneficial to everyone because you know more people to play stalker um so yeah um if you haven't caught the microsoft showcase i definitely think you should uh go online and you can either catch the separate trailers but i would watch the whole show because watching the whole show you'll see because there's a lot of, of other games that i did not mention um that you may find yourself interested in and yeah you know so go give it a go um one of the so i just recently um purchased a founders pack 
and um and the game that i purchased the founders pack for this time was for rogue company so if you if you don't know what rogue company is it's basically a game by high-res studios um high-res uh makes uh games like uh paladins uh if you've ever played that and um it's a third person over the shoulder uh uh not really a battle arena it's just basically like a five on five shooter um objective shooter and they have two modes at this point because it is in beta and so uh there's a demolition where you know you have one uh one team that plants a bomb the other uh dismantles and um i believe the other mode they have i think it's called strikeout or something rather um demolition is it's cool because basically it's just kind of like one you know not not one hit but when you die you're done and basically you know once your team's wiped you go on to the next round um but man i you know i i'm i don't know if it's me i think i actually i know it's me i'm getting really bad at shooters <clears throat> i'm getting really bad at shooters and i you know i don't want to make excuses but man i mean it I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It's really discouraging because I think I think what it is for me is that as I've gotten older and I've committed less time to getting uh, proficient at games, you know, I find myself basically lacking in the necessary skills to stand some type of, you know, some type of opposition. And, and it's just weird, you know, so. You know, I was playing Rogue Company and um, and I'm I mean, every single time I'm like the first person to get shot. But at the same time, I kept asking myself and this is this translates to a lot of shooters. You know, I have I have experienced moments where I can hit somebody with every single bullet I, like you and, you know, because you get the haptic feedback. Right. You know that you're hitting that person. And <laughs> they they hit me fewer times than I die. And I'm like, how are you still standing? You're not even crawling on your knees like like I am right now. You're still you're still running around. And then you come over and you teabag me. And, I'll, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get. Oh, I'm always so unlucky to never be able to drop anybody, um, which, you know, it, it I, I think it's a testament to people's investment in you know, this genre, you know, it's not a, you know, I, I, I find myself bowing out of shooters only because I'm so bad. It's not because I don't like them, because obviously, like I said, I went and bought this founders bag because I felt like it's going to be an enjoyable experience, but I'm really not enjoying it that much because I'm such a loser in the game. <laughs> like it's crazy. Uh, but, but they have a practice mode. So you know, I said, OK, let me just go and get good in the practice mode. Let me go and, you know, test my skills. Now, their practice mode, and this is something they'll probably have to refine a bit um, there. It doesn't have a difficulty scale. So pretty much the bots just stand around or run around and just do the most random things. And when they get shot, they stand there like I stand there. So it's like I'm really not I'm really not learning to be better at the game. And that's just uh, that's just bad. So, um, you know, I hope the game gets better, but you know, something that's really crazy, um, is that I, I've purchased the founders pack on the Nintendo switch 
And I play in handheld mode all the time, right? And I noticed that in handheld mode, the sound is completely washed. Like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds like, yeah, it it doesn't sound like anything. And at first I thought my switch was broken. I said, like, why is the sound so low? Um, it does jump up a bit in volume when, when there's actually uh, action going on. But if you go through the menus, you can hear nothing. It's like the worst. So I hope hopefully they work through their beta. Hopefully they even things out. Hopefully they implement some type of uh, uh, some type of balance, because I you know, one thing I do like about certain games is that, you know, they you know, you have to realize not everybody's going to be very good at the game. So one of the better ways to balance something like that is to have, um, you know, uh, have an ability to where. Listen, if you get shot down three times, maybe maybe you build up a resilience for like the next round. That way you have, you know, double the chance to drop somebody and not feel like such a loser. But I digress. I mean, I know actual shoot actual fans are probably like, no, 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 you just need to get good. And I agree. I just need to get good. But, you know. In, in in my in my experience, I have just been having such a tough time. And it's been the reason that I haven't invested in like Call of Duty for like years. It's just because I know how bad I've gotten and I don't think I'm going to get any better. And, you know, it sucks because it's a genre that I grew up with. And I'm just like, I'm so lost now. Um, you know, I was one of the first one. Well, I, I don't know about the first, but. You know, I definitely picked up Overwatch when it first dropped and it was fun for like a week. Then the Call of Duty people came <laughs> and I just and it just completely changed the landscape. And I just I, I just didn't go back to play, um, you know, like I all these new characters that are on there now. I've never experienced them because I got discouraged because, you know, you when you when you get around people that are as proficient it kind of sucks, you know, it definitely sucks to be shot down, you know, all the time. Um, but if I, but if I were to ever make a true suggestion, like a true suggestion, you know, you have to, they have to find a way to balance who's in what game. There's a way to do an algorithm where you can say, you know what, you're a beginner and we know you're a beginner because look at your record. Let's put these records together and, you know, people who are going Oh, and 40. Let's just put them together and let's let's allow them to get good amongst each other. And then we'll gradually let them go up into levels that are a little a little more challenging, but not so overwhelming to where, again, you're losing zero to 40. Like like I know they can figure that stuff out and I wish they would, because the one thing that that really bothers me and this is in every shooter because I because I can always I can attest for that experience all the time. It's like I can go out and get a shooter and I will have fun for like the first week. But once the Call of Duty players start coming, it's like, yep, just zip it up because it's just not going to be fun anymore. You know, and that's from the proficiency of shooting to the um, the experience, you know, and again, this goes into the whole uh, dynamic well like I was talking about the arcade and stuff and how people act and you know it's just like I don't, I don't I don't like toxic culture I think it's weird 
Um, so I would, you know, I don't want to experience that. And, it, and, you know, once I, once I know, once I know that, uh, that it starts to build a more robust player base. Yeah. I kind of get ghost in games like that. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, Rogue company is, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I, I can tell you this, I enjoy it more than Valorant, <clears throat> Valorant, uh, by Riot games. Um, I tried that one, but it just seems a little empty. I don't know. Like they're, their characters look cool. They kind of their characters are kind of you know in the vein of like a Overwatch style, almost like an Apex style. But the level design is just like really bad, and um, they just look really empty and sparse, and just doesn't. They don't look good. I, I'm yeah. So that actually got deleted off of my PC because yeah, just it was like yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't look like much to it. Um, Rogue Company looks almost the same, but there's just a little bit more going on uh, in their game. And they, they have uniquer, uh, uniquer, they have more unique looking characters. Um, their, their ultimates, I guess you want to call them, have little to be desired. And one thing I can say is that uh, Rogue Company explains nothing to you. Like from the jump, they explain nothing. Um, you know, like I like games that kind of are able to integrate the tutorial through the actual experience, but you know, you, you're just kind of left wanting. And so you got to kind of learn on your own. And that was another good thing about doing the practice runs because I was able to stop and say, okay, what does this button do? What does this button do? Um, one thing I do like about both Valorant and, uh, Rogue Company is, I love that concept of buying better weapons when you're doing great things. And that is that is a cool incentive to be good because it's like, okay, if I, you know, if I am able to drop a few people, then I'll get a few hundred dollars and then that will afford me a uh, I don't know, <clears throat> it'll afford me a, um, a silencer or some ability or something like that, you know. And it's cool and it's an in-game kind of thing. So it's not like, oh, I've amassed so much money now I can buy this new skin from like, no, this is something so you can effectively be better within the game, you know, and I like that. So and that that kind of that kind of goes in the direction like I was talking about the balance uh, in shooters. But I don't know. I think it needs to get worked on just a little bit more. Um, my last topic that I wanted to talk about is spoilers, um, you know. We've had a lot of cool games come out uh, within this past month. Everything from The Last of Us uh, Part Two uh, to um, Ghost of Tsushima to uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon Two. You know, there's a lot. Paper Mario, um, but you know, one thing at, you know, as somebody who's extremely active on social media, I find that it's so discouraging to you know, go through my, my normal, uh, activity and always find things that I, I involuntarily don't need. Like I am watching people, like people don't have shame enough to just not post things that are ruining game experiences for everyone else. Um, you know, and I, and I could be taking this a, a whole lot more I could be going about this a whole lot worse than it actually is but I just feel like people should just be more respectful about you know spoiler type things 
because I, I know, look, I understand everybody wants to be first to say something. And that's just the that's just the nature of the beast. Everybody wants to be the one person who said, oh, my God, I can't believe blank. They want to be that guy because then that gives them the attention. And the funny part about it is people do it in a very reverse psychology type of way. Some people will do it even though they know it's going to have a negative effect. Oh, you just told me this very spoiler type of information. Now I'm going to let you know about it. So now they have a hundred thousand likes or, or dislikes, you know, or whatever. And they got their ball rolling and they're buzzing and, and it's all for the sake of something that they could have just kind of held to the, to the chest. And I just think that again, the the anonymity that I was speaking about with arcades is something that, again, people aren't able to hold themselves accountable. And so when they do things like this, it desensitizes, you know, when they post, you know, a video of the last bit of, you know, a campaign in a game, they don't have any consequence. You know, <clears throat> it's not something that they're sharing at the house with a group of their friends, you know, cause that's how that, that's how I grew up. That's how, you know, I spent my time, you know, when, if I was, if I was at the end of a particular game, I would like let my friends know, Hey, I'm getting ready to beat. Um, I'm getting ready to beat the call of duty campaign. I should be through it tonight. You guys want to come over so we can just hang out and you guys can chill. And then, you know, it would just kind of be an experience for people. But you know, now it's kind of like you you get you do that same thing, but you have to deal with the fact that there are people that are going to be observing it that don't necessarily want to see it. I mean, like and that's for me and not that I not that I'm trying to be like a mean person or a bad person, but I find myself always blocking people based on the fact that they are just doing something that I can't control. So like when I see spoiler type of stuff, people get blocked right away, period. But it's become harder to do because now I'm starting to have people that are, are closer to me doing it. And I'm like, Oh, and you can't have the dialogue with people because I can't control the internet. It's the, it's the internet. Um, and I can't control people because they're individuals, but Man, I just wish that people thought a little bit more about how they go about spoilers. So how do we fix it? I think that I think that this is something that has to be considered by mediums like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. I think that as a medium, they have to know, hey, people are posting things about video games and this could potentially ruin something for someone. So I think that if, you know, if Twitter had an ability to go to my page and say, Hey James, you're posting a video of a game. Like maybe they could have some way that it would trigger to know like, yo, this is, you know, sometimes I actually know there's, there's a perfect way because you got like PS4 share and maybe, you know, if PS4 share had connected to Twitter and said, look, like, look, this is this is potentially, you know, spoiler type of stuff. 
basically we're going to put a veil over it and people will have to click it in order to see what it is. Try to explain it the best, you know, without people looking at the actual context. So then I could say, here's the, you know, like I could type out, here's the end of Mortal Kombat aftermath here. He like here, here's a whole video. And then that would give people the choice of saying, I don't want to see that. I would much rather experience that. I, I will not click that video. I'm glad that that person has finished that game, but I will not click that because, you know, OMG, I can't believe this happened in Paper Mario. Just <laughs> just have it to where, you know, you could just it, like the screen is just like like it. you have to click it to see it and and put a disclaimer. This potentially has a spoiler click click to advance like you know like like those are like if they did stuff like that i think i'd be a happier person because you know i wouldn't click on half of the stuff that that comes up like that but like now today it's like i gotta look at a lot of stuff that just comes up and it's just sad but oh well well that's gonna do it for me hopefully you guys had fun i know i did um stay tuned for next week's episode and as always take care of yourself and each other see you later bye